and gentlemen to the rest of the world. It's New Year's Eve and Rob's World is podcast day. So welcome to episode number 193 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. So if you're brand new to this show, we're all about overcoming obstacles, defying the odds, clearing whatever is blocking your path to your wanted success. So if that sounds great to you, stick around for the full hour because we're going to unpack some great, great info for you. If you feel like it's not for you, I challenge you to stay around anyway because I guarantee we're going to change your mind. So and if you have no idea who I am, let me introduce myself. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. Starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. You've got to know your work. joining the live stream over on youtube please subscribe to the channel if you're joining the live stream on either of my facebook pages please like and share if you have any questions feel free to put questions into the comments and we'll answer them in real time if you're live and if not we'll respond in the comments section on the replays and if you're joining me on any of your favorite uh, podcast platforms you can download any episode whether it's apple Podcasts, uh what are the other ones there iHeartRadio, spotify we're on all of them And so for today's teachable moment, so with New Year's Eve, people make New Year's resolutions. My challenge to you, stop making resolutions and make a commitment, right? So when I was overweight 20 some odd years ago, I didn't commit to losing a certain weight. I committed to getting fit. Once I got fit, I committed to stay fit. And this happened before I even got into fitness because the first thing people say, oh, it's easy for you because you're a trainer. I wasn't always a trainer. I worked in a restaurant. I was around food 24-7 as a restaurant manager. I was a kitchen manager. I had access to food. But my commitment to my goal was stronger than my desire for a temporary fix. So as you're going into this new year, no matter what it is you're looking for, I want you to commit to the process. Because once once you do that, you don't, you don't ebb and flow anymore. So especially in the fitness world, because I see it daily. It's like I live this daily. People come in, they do do some good work, they get some results, they fall off a cliff. They come back realizing that they fell off a cliff and they do it again and then they fall off the cliff again because what's lacking is commitment and discipline. When you add those two things together, you are unstoppable. So take that into 2022 and make yourself unstoppable. All right. So keeping with the fitness theme and the health and wellness theme. Oh, sorry. We got a question. I can't wait to watch one of my work. Wish I could write. Oh, sorry, Jennifer. But you know it's going to rock. So make, make sure you come back, sister. Pre- appreciate the love. All right. So 
my guest coming on now, her name is Verna Haywood. She's joining me from the UK. So they are, I believe it's five hours ahead. So it's 4 p.m. over there where she is. But we're going to welcome her with open arms. And let's have this conversation about health and wellness. Verna, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Robert. It is a pleasure to be here with you on New Year's Eve. Yes. Remember, it's podcast day. It's not just New Year's Eve. Podcast day. <laughs> yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. All right. So are you born and raised in the UK? No, I was born in Grenada, um, okay. which is a spice island. I grew up in Trinidad and Tobago and Curacao. Okay. All right. So what out of all of those, where was your favorite place to live? My favorite place to live. Oh gosh, you're putting me in a hot spot now. They are That's all what I do. <laughs> they, they all have their uniqueness about them. Um recently I was in Curacao, so it is spending time with my brothers. So it was really lovely being there, being back in nature, seeing um back to eating the way we normally would eat back in the Caribbean, fresh fruits, um, fish from the sea, everything fresh, pick the pick the um, golden apple off the tree, pick the, those sauce up. So yeah, it was just lovely being back um, and enjoying and, and enjoying nature. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So, all right. So we're going to be talking about, about health, health and wellness and you're, you're more into holistic health, right? Yeah. More into holistic um, well-being. Um, I am a, I, I have a degree in international spa management. And what does that mean? I studied spa. Uh, spa is all about the health and the wellness, whether you're using mineral spring, water. It's not, most people think of a spa as a swimming pool. I'm afraid it's not. It's not just a swimming pool. So we're looking at mineral springs. If you want to use mineral springs, using the therapeutic treatments, which are going to help to relieve stress and tension. Um, as an athlete, you would probably want to have regular massages. Even though you're not an athlete, you still need to have regular massages to help to reduce your stress, to help to um, increase your circulation, um, to help to aid desquamation, detoxification, and all of that have something to do with our well-being. When we take care of our body, our mind, and our soul, it just helps to, to keep us balanced. So having that balance and doing things like reflexology to bring balance into, into the body. So looking at it from a holistic approach and then adding in what you should eat. I am not a nutritionist, but one of the things that I had to study was um, foods and how to use the link the food with what we eat. How does that detoxify the body and everything is seasonal. So growing up in the Caribbean, I learned from my grandmother using seasonal foods and we were given that for medicine and for, for health and well-being. So, yes, I work along those lines. And on top of that, I also work with um, I've just created a program for working with women who have gone through um, abuse. So I'm sure we're going to come to that story because this yeah. is what is leading me into what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> I was just thinking, slow down, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to I want to talk about something that that you just said. You said said you're not a nutritionist, and now neither am I. Me, neither am I. And when I talk talk with people about food. I, I, and then this is not to demean nutritionists or or dietitians, but it's not rocket science. When when it comes to to just eating healthier, I know there there's certain 
there's certain things like if you have that diabetes or something, you you need a certain certain mix. If you have lupus or or um, what's what's the other one there? Vertigo. There's different different combinations of foods that you can have. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about just eating healthier. You know, it's like you know when you're eating a burger, that's not good for you. You know when you're eating a quesadilla loaded with sour cream and everything else, it's not good for you. You know, so it's like like you know have a salad. You know, you know, have have eggs, have fresh fruits, fresh veggies. Like, just get the process started. But I find that as human beings, we just love to get in our own way. <laughs> you know? We just love to get in. Our, it's like here is the path, but no, I want to go this way. It's like, but the path is right here, though. If you just follow this path, you will reach your your destination. Oh, but look, it's pretty over there. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, and then, and then people end up losing their way, and then they end up seeking out people like us for help. Yes, it's it's so so true. If we just get back to nature, get back to what we were given in the first place, you know. I I I I work a lot alongside the Bible as well because the first thing we were given to eat was plant and herbs. Yeah. Forget about um, I'm not a vegetarian, I'm not vegan or whatever. The first thing we were given was planting herbs for medicine and for well-being. Yeah. So in the beginning, that was it, that's what it was. So we just need to get back to using the things that we were given. And if we do that, we're going to find, we're going to have better health, we're going to think better, we're going to sleep better, our skin will look better. So it's just going back to the beginning. Everything starts from the beginning. It doesn't start at the end. It starts in the beginning, and then you get the outcome of what it is you do. So having grown up, as I mentioned with my grandmother, we had lots of land in Grenada. So we grew everything. Um, we grew from, we made our own coconut oil to our own chocolate, to coffee, to um, um, cane, um, using the cane, using all these different things, um, peas and corn, so mangoes, picking pick from the tree, sauce up, everything was fresh, so you could just eat everything that was seasonal, and one of the things that she said, you know, she spoke into us was, eat what was in season, because when you eat what is in season, you're going to get all the enzymes. Your body needs those enzymes. Now, as a kid growing up, I was thinking, what is this woman talking about enzymes? Oh, God, why did they leave us with her? She's going to kill us. But by the time I grew up, I understood <laughs> what it is she was talking about. She would take us to the sea, and she would use the sand to scrub our skin. I didn't know it was body exfoliation at that time. Or we would walk with um, St. John's Warts and lime and lemon and our little bucket, and she would mix it, all of that up and, you know, bathe us with all of that. And all of that was to help our skin. She would have milk and throw the milk on us and didn't even know Cleopatra bathed with milk to keep the skin nice and soft. So it's only when I got into you doing therapy that I understood all those things and it gave me a background. So I already had a background and a knowledge of those things. And that's why I think going back to nature and eating sensibly, like you said, knowing you know a burger from a salad, or um, a potato, uh, boiling a potato as to frying and, and doing all those things. So steamed potatoes and all of that. And how are you going to get your vitamins and your minerals? You're going to get all of that from the natural foods. See, and that's the key. I actually just had this talk with my kids just yesterday about food. I said, food is fuel. I said, you know, just how your car 
needs gas, it needs transmission fluid, it needs brake fluid, you know, it needs it needs oil, it needs all these different things for it to run optimally. I said our bodies are the same. I said so. So if you're just feeding it junk, your body's gonna respond appropriately. You know, if you feed it good, healthy, nutrient dense foods, your body's gonna respond appropriately. You know, but but well, you said the magic word earlier before we we went live. Everything is commercialized now, so it's all about taste. It's about comfort food. Food is a reward. You know, food is uh, you know celebrated. You know, you you can't have a get together without having the the spread of food. Like everything is so food centered, and people realize like food. Yes, its main job is to keep you alive, but it's to fuel your cells. So if you're not fueling your cells, you're damaging your cells. And when you get sick or something else happens, your body has a harder time fighting it off because you haven't properly fed them. Yeah, exactly. And and, and by that time, it's too late because you're looking for a medicine Mm. which is only going to be adverse. It's going to only have more side effects than giving you the nutrients that you need, giving you the things that you need. I remember like if we had a headache or if we had a tummy ache, my grandmother knew exactly where to send us in the garden to get whatever bush. I mean, we say herbs now, but it was bush for us. We go to the bush and pick that, go by the mango tree, pick this bush and bring it for me. And she will boil that, put some cinnamon, put maybe some garlic and um, put some um, clove in there. Uh, and and give us to drink and 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 those are the things we grew up on so as i mentioned being back in the caribbean and having my brother what tea would you like to drink today whatever makes me some oregano uh, oregano tea with some lemongrass i mean it just cleanses you you just feel your body being cleansed and you're feeling really light so it's yeah. not the milo and the chocolate and all of those things is just going back and using nature. Nature has everything in it for us. Everything yes. to heal our body inside and out. Love it. And you had mentioned about taking medicines that have side effects, and, but but people live by it. And then you'll you'll introduce something like juicing and they're like, that's a scam. <laughs> it's like, that's a scam? It's like, it's taking all the nutrients that you need and, and put it in one bottle. <laughs> and you, you just drink the bottle and you're good. Yeah. And it's like, but this one over here, yeah, it'll clear your headache, but it might kill your liver and you're okay with that risk. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing is understanding. I remember having, um, when I used to work on cruise liners, mm-hmm. I developed a, um, one of my nails was getting dark all the time and I couldn't understand why. And it's because I picked up a fungus and when I went to the ship doctor, he said, I can give you something for this, Werner, but if I give it to you, it's going to damage your liver. Huh. I mean, he was he, he was open enough to say, if I give it to you, this is the side effects. This is what's going to happen. So I said, no, thank you. And I just allow my nail to heal itself. Yeah. You know, just do the natural thing and allow it to heal itself. And I mean, every year the nail will fall out and a new nail will come on. And now it's... It took some years for that to happen, but now my nail is fine and uh, my liver is fine. My kidney is fine. So we have got to think about what it is nature has for us that we can use, what it is. Because remember, I mean, only recently I was doing a paper on detoxification and I was doing some research. And what I found out was there were um, either 565 or 556 cosmetic companies 
using 88 ingredients that should not be in skincare. Wow. Shouldn't be in skincare because it causes cancer, it causes birth defects, and other, other um, side effects. And so why are we, and they're not going to tell us the, the ingredients. It has some fancy name. We don't understand those fancy names. But yeah, we, we run for the brand. We go for the brand and the brand tell us, oh, this is good for us. But we don't understand the detriment it was it having on us. I remember as a kid, we had charcoal. So I used, my sister and I used charcoal to create eyebrow pencil. We, we mixed things up and we created lipstick because we were just kids so we were just experimenting with things not knowing that those things were good for us so had we had i paid more attention to what my grandmother was teaching me and i could have bring out my own product range but when we grew up in the in the islands we think that oh those things are you know they don't understand they don't know they're old people but my goodness how wise she was how much wisdom she had mm-hmm. is incredible Yes, and you had you had mentioned earlier too about uh did I write it down? Oh crap, I didn't. <laughs> All right, anyways. So oh this is what this is what it was. People people tend to take better care of things than than themselves. Yeah. You know, they better like people will put all the money in the world into their house. Not to say that their house isn't important. But if you're not well enough to enjoy your house, <laughs> you know, that's a problem. People people go all in on their cars, yeah. all in on their cars. Yeah. They go all in on vacations. Yeah. But they say, you know, eating organic food is like out there. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's so expensive. It's like, you yeah, try, it's, like, it's like you just went on an Alaskan cruise. You're trying to tell me $8 for apples is, is out of the question? <laughs> yeah, because I, I was saying to someone, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, about um, making a fruit salad from scratch. And it was, oh, but that's expensive. Not really. I didn't, I spent, I, I probably got a grapefruit for about 50 pence or 60 pence. I got an orange at a similar price. I got some apples, which was maybe one pound something. And I got some melons. So I got two melons, a cantaloupe and another type of melon. And I made my um, and I made my fruit salad. It takes time, but it have no artificial ingredients in there. There is no syrup or anything like that. And what I had, we had that for about four days. So we had it in the fridge, and we we ate from that. And it is so much nicer because you know what you're putting in there. You know, I had, yeah, you know what you're putting in there, and that's going to be more nutritious for you than going and buy the fruit salad in the tin because then have it has to preserve it. They have to put something in there to keep it. So while you're putting all of that into your body, it's causing other problems. Whereas if you use natural, your body's going to flush itself because it's meant to flush. It's meant to cleanse. We need to clean our gut out because our gut has something to do with our mental stabilities, like our second brain. Our gut has something to do with what our skin feels like and look like because it has to come out somewhere. So one of the things we used to do is, in, or my grand used to do, is to make sure she gave us a cleanse. We used to call it a purge. So she gave us a cleanse to cleanse our body. So every time the season changes, we had to cleanse our body because we might eat guava, we might eat mangoes, we might eat sugar cane, whatever it is we did. 
as the season changes, we had to cleanse our body out, prepare for the next season. Because in her mind, you are going to get all the enzymes from this because your body needs the enzyme. You need good enzyme and bad enzyme. So you need them both. But they are going to do their job. But if you're not getting the enzymes, how are you going to fight it? How are you going, if you're not eating your dark, greeny, leafy vegetables, how are you going to get it? You're not going to get it. You're not going to be um, deficient in certain things. Just yeah. as simple as that, common sense. Definitely. And I think like going back to, to what I was saying about me being overweight that one time and just making a commitment to never let it happen again. It was like, that's, that's the focus that's, that's missing. And cause people get comfortable. Yeah. People, people get content. Like I say on this show all the time, when I ask people like, are you happy? Like, yeah, I'm content. I'm like, content means you're not happy. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it just, unfortunately, sometimes people have to hit that rock bottom before they take action, not realizing maintenance is so much easier. It's like I hear all the time, especially in fitness, how maintenance is so hard. Like, it's really not eat two clean meals, eat one meal, whatever you want to. It, it, like, it's really that simple, you know? Like I said earlier about as, as humans, we, we like to complicate things. So we went through Thanksgiving. We went through Christmas, and now we're about to have New Year's. The average person gains eight to twelve pounds. I lost six. <laughs> you know yes, I mean? That's and, true. That's and I, true. I still spent time with my family. I still, I still had Thanksgiving dinner, but I was intelligent about it. You know, I was intentional about mm -hmm. it, and mm -hmm. I was disciplined about it because the bigger goal is more important to me than that one-time indulgence. Yeah. You know, so yeah. how, so when you work with with your clients. How do you how do you get them to see that path? Well, what I say to my client, I first find out, you know, we do a consultation and I find out, you know, what it is they're looking for. Number one, why are you here? What do we, we find out what treatment you're looking for yeah. and what are you going to what do you want to achieve from it? And sometimes we base the treatment based on what they the outcomes that they want to get. And I will then advise them on what they should be looking at, how they should be eating, what they should be doing to cleanse themselves. And you find when we do a um, when we do a series of treatments. So, for example, somebody might come and we might do six reflexology treatments, and that is because they have reflect on reflexology. You're working on the different systems of the body, um, and you're working on that naturally. So you will find that. Sometimes they, some people will end up crying. Some people will end up laughing. Some people will end up wanting to go to the bathroom. It all depends on their lifestyle. And I will then encourage them that you need to make sure you're drinking enough water because water is essential. Water helps to purify the body, but also it helps to cleanse, but also it also helps you to not feel hungry. It's not a... It's not something you're going to use that you don't eat, but when you drink the water, the water is going to do the job it needs to do to yes. purify the body and cleanse the body, but it keeps you full as well. So it means that you're not overeating. So it's understanding that and understanding what you need to do. So I just advise them on that, and then the, the balance is up to them. You choose what you want to do, but what we can see is that when they keep coming back, they're... Um, the, the pain is less. So if it's the arthritis, because you have to remember you're building up uh, inflammation. And if you take things like um, 
um, turmeric and all of that, that helps to yes. bring down the inflammation in the body. So you want to be looking at what it is you're putting into your system. Because if you're going to be working on certain things, anything to do with like diabetes and all of that, you have to see your, uh, your dietitian or go to your nurse and they will talk to you about what you should be doing. Like I love hot chocolate, but the hot chocolate that I like is not like the normal hot chocolate we will make back home. The hot chocolate I'm buying is totally different. It's made differently. So at one time, because I was drinking chocolate every night before bed, I found out that I was getting to the stage of being diabetic. And I told, she asked me, what are you eating? And I, and I told her what I was eating because you're not eating very much. So what else are you doing? I'm not a sweet person. I don't like too much sweet stuff. It makes me feel unwell, but I like my hot chocolate and I probably was eating too much bread and potatoes and stuff like that. So I switched it from eating the normal potatoes to eating sweet potatoes because I remember when we were younger, my grandmother used to steam the potatoes and give us to us to eat. What I did not know at that time is that the sweet potato she used to give us in the morning when we before we go to school for breakfast, it was helping us to learn because it had a certain um, mineral in there that was helping you to keep you full throughout the day and help you to learn, help your brain to function, to function. So you find the different things that you then have to work on. And that's how I explain everything to them. And then the choice is there to choose what it is they like and what it is will, will benefit them. Yeah, and helping people to understand that when you eat healthier, you're not hungry as often. You know, no. like try, trying to, to explain, going back to what I was saying about feeding feeding the cells. So if you go to McDonald's and you get the number three, it's like, yeah, you're satisfying your hunger. But as your body is going through its digestive process, where that's where it pulls out the nutrients that your cells need. And there's nothing to pull out. So what does it do? It cues you to eat again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then that leads yeah. to overeating. Yeah. You know, and then coupled yeah. with the fact that most people don't drink enough water, it's so because people also don't realize that hunger cues and thirst cues are exactly the same. You know, mm-hmm. so like that—that's one of the first things I try to get my clients to do when they come in. I said, if nothing else, just start drinking adequate water. It's like yeah. get get a big get a big bottle and drink two. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, you know, I have a hard time drinking. Like, do, do you want to stay in the condition where you are? <laughs> Again, going back to where I said, here is the path. <laughs> you know, so the first step is to get adequate water. <laughs> it is. It is. It is about taking, we know, is either you're going to take the broad road or you're going to take the narrow road. Mm. It might seem broad and you think, oh, I have lots of space. But is it the correct space? Is this the correct path you should take? And I like how you use the analogy with the car because I use that analogy as well. <laughs> if you want to have your car have different functions and you have different functions in your body, so your system, the system of the body, they all have a function. They all have something to do to keep you healthy. So if you don't feed it, if you don't give it what it needs, it cannot keep you um, satisfied, you forget, get fatigued, you get depressed, you feel you want to sleep all the time, you, you feel lethargic, all those different things have an effect on your mindset as well, the way you think, the way you feel, all that has an effect on you, and that has a long-term consequences. So what it will take for you to look after yourself now in terms of cost is less as for what you will take down the road, because now you're fighting for your health. And when you shouldn't be fighting for your health, your health should be something 
that comes naturally. It's like they say, your health is wealth. We run after the money, but we're not running after our health. And you use another analogy as well. Your home, you might have everything in your home. Somebody will come to me and they will say, oh, but you're expensive. What does that mean? What's that, what does that mean? Because if you see something for your home, you're not going to say it's expensive. You're going to buy it and you're just going to sit down and watch it. Or you might go and buy the next dress. Do you really need another dress or do you really need another shoes? Yeah. Probably sure. not. And like I have things that I have been wearing for the last four or five years. I haven't bought anything new because I, I've learned from my mom when you have something you can um, use other things to interchange with it so that it makes you look as though you have a, a bigger wardrobe. It's not that you have a big wardrobe, but it's how you interchange, use the different colors to work with other things and it makes it look that way. You, and, and that's what we have to learn. We, we want to be in the latest fashion. And one of my friends showed me that, okay, I can buy this, but I can wear three or four different buttons with it and it look as though I have a lot. Not necessarily, but it just looked that way because of the way and it's always in fashion. So when we buy something in fashion and it goes out, mm -hmm. we then go for the next fashion. And all you're doing is just throwing money after all these people who have fashion brand. And then what? You're just getting rid of it, which is causing more problems on the earth as well. Yeah, see, peer pressure plays a role also because I, I hear it all the time when, when we do challenges and people say, oh, well, you know, my family's getting together and what am I supposed to do, eat a salad? It's like, is that what your meal plan calls for? Then, yes, this is the road. <laughs> if, you, if you veer off the road, you're going to have to deal with the consequences. You yeah. know, it's, it's like you've been putting in work for how long and you're going to let this one moment because – relatives that you haven't seen in ages might say something yeah let them let them speak you never know you might inspire one of them maybe one of them are dealing with health issues and they can look at your discipline and be like you know what if she can do that i can do it like that's the way i look at it yeah because you know, i have yeah. no problem saying no yeah. be that role model but what they don't realize as well is that when you eat the foods that you're eating you're going to get the nutrient nutritional benefits from it because they have water in them, and that you need that mineral from what it has in it. It's not just the water from the drinking the tap water, yeah. but you have water in your foods, melons, you have water, cucumbers have 98% water, you have your tomatoes, you have your oranges. So you, you're getting your vitamin C, you're getting your vitamin A, your K, whatever it is, you're getting all of that by eating that. So you don't have to be going and taking all these different chemicals to then make up for it. Yes. And that's, 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 that's a way of life. And it keeps you looking younger, keeps you looking fuller, and you, you, you're much more healthier. So when you're talking about, oh, I have to see the doctor for this and for that, and you have, mm. you have so many different ailments as well. And, and also, and now you pair that with fitness, and then that's how, I mean, you're never going to beat aging. You know, at the end of the day, age is going to win. But yeah. you, you can slow down the process. Like, I'm, I'm 47 years old. My nephew actually just turned 25. And over the summer, we were playing basketball. And I'm giving him the business like I always do. And I don't think he realized how old I was. Well, at the time, I was 46. I was like, dude, it's like, you keep letting a 46-year-old smoke you. He's like, 
oh my god, Uncle Rob's like, you're 46. He's like, how can you move like that? And I said, hey, you've heard the saying, use it or lose it, right? I haven't stopped using it. Yeah. Okay. So now we're talking. Now age is a number. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about it. I'm 60. I'm 61. Oh wow. No, I you can never guess. <laughs> yeah, and that is because I've maintained my health, maintained what I eat, how I look, um, and how because I want to live as long as possible. Uh, you know, I I was reading something the other day about this gentleman. Um, that lived to be 114. Wow. And he, you wouldn't think he was 114 because he was able to do everything himself. And all he did was eat natural every day. He used to be a chef. Okay. Um, he was in the World War and he worked in different hotels and everything. And he saw how food was being mass produced and what was going into food. And he decided, I think he didn't want to be any part of that. So he came out of it and then decided, this is how I'm going to teach people how to use natural things. Yes, it takes a longer time because you have to do the preparation. It's not like microwave where you take it and you just put it in the microwave. Mm. Cooking, real cooking takes time. Yeah. Because you have to invest the time and the love in what you're doing. And when you when you cook it, it tastes much more sweeter because you know what you have done. You know what you have put in it. I can tell you, you know, going back again, going back to going back to Korea. So have my brother and my sister you know, cooking for me and the, the sweetness of the food, the way it tastes and everything. Nothing mass produced, but just done right there at that moment from the garden into the kitchen and in the in the pot and that's it on the plate and and that's so much more nutritious yeah and and as far as shopping goes like i shop every single day now granted i have two two uh supermarkets less than i think i think they're like 0.6 of a mile from from my house so i know not everyone has them that convenient but i shop every day sometimes twice and i get just enough for that meal period and so I now, as I said earlier, I have a restaurant back, background and a kitchen background, so I love yeah. to cook. But I, a lot of people who come to me, they, they just don't have that. A lot of women, too, surprisingly, they're like, oh, I don't cook. Oh, I don't cook. I'm like, really? You know, because like you just get that that stereotype that just women just know how to cook. <laughs> you know, but but a lot of them don't. And mm-hmm. so with my kids, right, I have five kids and I, I started teaching them all how to cook very young. Like I had one of my twin twin boys cook dinner last night and just, just teaching him to go through the steps, you know, follow the steps. But like my oldest daughter, she can cook full, full blown meals. She's 19. Like I can, I can tell her to make a ch- chicken Alfredo from scratch and she'll bang it right out. You know, it's like, but so giving them those tools, so that they will enjoy cooking when they're older, because that's the problem now. If yeah. you don't really have a background in cooking, and if you're busy, you know, because only every everybody's busy. So if you don't have that love, then you're gonna switch to the microwave stuff or the fast food line because it's easier. But not realizing that easy is taking its toll on you internally. Yes, I'm really glad you said that because I remember, I mean, it's a long time I heard somebody saying I've, I've been teaching my children to cook. And, and I think that's so important because I remember my brothers were taught how to cook and they were taught how to cook so that 
my grandmother was of the opinion that no woman can make style on them. <laughs> Is that they <laughs> But also, if their wives were ill, they can cook, they can do, make a, a, a broth, make a soup, do something for her. Mm -hmm. And they had to learn to wash. They had to know how to wash their clothes. It's not a case, well, we are boys and no, they didn't do that. They had to learn to do that. And mm -hmm. it's quite refreshing when you can teach your children to do that. And it, it's, it's a very important skill and a very yes. important tool to teach them. So when they grow up, they know what to do. It, there is a saying, train a child in the way it should grow. And when it gets old, it will not depart from it. And it yes. is a good saying. I love it. I love it. When, when my oldest daughter went to college, she had texted me this one day that she missed cooking her own food. Because on campus, you can't do any cooking in your dorm. So she's stuck eating at the mess hall. And she's like, you know, they have some healthy options because, you know, I taught her the balance. You know, it's like if you want pizza one day, it's cool. Have the pizza. But just make sure you blend the rest of the day with healthy, nutritious stuff. And so she understands that balance. So she, she's like, you know, eating, eating at the mess hall every day. She's like, it's like, I just feel it in, in, in my body. Like I feel the difference because here she, she eats, she's most, mostly healthy. You know, then every now and then we'll grab some Chinese food. Every now and then yeah. we'll grab, some, we'll grab some pizza. But, yeah. but just like as, as a dad, just getting that text was like, she, she got it. You know, it's yeah. like she understands yeah, it's, it's important. Nobody's not saying you can't have a chocolate or yeah. you can't have some Chinese, you can have a pizza, but you can't be eating it every single day. Yeah, or multiple no. meal periods. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, like having pancakes for breakfast and then having, you know, McDonald's for lunch and then having pizza for dinner with half a tub of ice cream for dessert. <laughs> it's like when you start doing that, that's when you get into a whole different level of issues. Exactly. And a big cup of soda. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So getting back to the whole water thing, when pe people say, I, I find it so hard to drink that much water. So I said, just don't get anything else. <laughs> it's like that, that way, that's your only option. You know, when pe people say, well, you know, I have kids. I said, don't don't give me that I have kids crap. Because there is not one pediatrician out there that prescribes junk food for kids. Not one. That's all commercialized societal nonsense. You know, because like you can go through my cabinets now. Now, do I give my, my kids sweets? I do, but they're never stockpiled. So like if we if we want ice cream, I go down to the market and depending on how many kid, kids are here, I get a box of that number. That way there's no excess. We each get one and done. You know, like if I, if I want chips, I'll get small, small bags of chips. You each get one, done. That way, there's no binging, just enough to curb the taste, you know, the curb, yeah. to curb the need. Because yeah. I'm, yeah, because I'm human, just like everybody else. If I buy a tub of ice cream and, I, and you get your two scoops, and it's like, Rob, you know, you want two more, <laughs> right? So, so I just eliminate that temptation. Yeah. And but a lot of people really, really struggle with that. They do. They do. I uh, I can have. I mean, I have a box of chocolate. I think since my birthday, which was in October or no earlier, I think my husband got it in April and the box of chocolate is still there. We haven't touched it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. once you start, and even when we open a box of chocolate, 
it lasts a long time. So it's not that you have to be, is there and I want to eat, eat, eat. It's like you said, the binge eating. So once you start doing that, that then start blocking up your arteries and doing all the different, yes. you know, having all the different effects on your body. And then, you know, your body tells you when something is too sweet. Your body speaks to you. But we have this tendency of ignoring the signals. Yeah. We ignore it. No, 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 no. You can't tell me you want that. No, no, no. I want it. No, 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 no. Don't eat. No, 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 no. I'm going to have it. <laughs> so we have this battle going on with our body. Our body knows what we need. Yeah. And it's about listening, listening to your body. So when was the last time, for those of you listening, when was the last time you listened to your body? And was the last time you listened to what your body is telling you? Because your body speaks. Yep. It speaks to you, but you have to be attentive. You have to listen. Listen to it. And if you listen to your body and you follow your body's direction, you will find that you will have, you will live a healthier life. See, your body shows you as well in yeah. your bowel movements, in your pee. Mm-hmm. And when you blow your nose, yeah. you know, people get like acid reflux and stuff. And so yeah. it's like your body will also show you what's yeah. going on. Like if you go, go yeah. to the bathroom, you're like, oh, that looks a little suspect. Yeah, because yeah. it is. Something something is not right in there. And it's mm-hmm. trying to show you, hey, <laughs> we got to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? well, we just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Keep ignoring it. And then later on, oh, but why did this happen? Why did my face droop? Why did I... Why, why, why is this happening? Why am I getting all these things on my skin? Because you haven't listened. You haven't taken, if I, I, this is another thing I ask my clients. When was the last time you did a detox? And they look at me with a blank face. Detox? So, so let's get into that. So, so to describe a detox, because I know when I speak to people about doing it, they all think that, that they're going to drink like a whole gallon of a laxative and just spend all day on the toilet. And uh, that's definitely not what it is. But how do you explain it to people? Well, I explain detox like this. We have to, detoxification is helping your body to relieve, um, get rid of stuff. And you can take it by either um, taking maybe some senna pods, so you can drink some senna, or you can go on a fruit diet. So let's say a weekend, you decide I'm not going to go anywhere on Saturday. Do what you have to do on a Friday, and that weekend you're going to go on a fruit a fruit diet. So you do that, and that's going, and you're going to choose what it is you're going to be eating because you're going to need the bathroom. So you're gonna you're gonna be cleansed. When we were younger, it was one day, one yeah. Saturday morning. We would wake up. My grand will mix what she had, whether that was aloe vera. So we she will either um, cut the aloe vera and um, and slice it so that we eat it. Okay. Or she grit, or she um, scraped it and we drank it. Um, and and that's what you do. So you may use aloe vera. You may use um, some, uh, I remember we used to get things like castor oil, which was tasting awful because it repeated on you, um, and that used to cleanse you, or you use fruits to, to cleanse your body out. So there are many different ways you can do that, and you can carry on drinking your water throughout the day. So, But one thing you have to do, you have to cleanse your body out, you have to cleanse your bowels, you have to cleanse all of that. If you think about it, if you have your septic tank, and your septic tank is overflowing. Where would it? Where, where is it going? 
it going on in the garden so the kids can go to play because everything is contaminated the plants everything you can't do anything nothing at all when something is overflowing you have your kidneys and your liver they flush they work together to flush your system out so when one is overflowing when there is overflow where is it going the other organs are being affected so you have to cleanse your body out it's just taking the natural use the natural way of life your body was meant to cleanse itself but certain yes. because we eat things in in so commercialized way our body don't get the the ability to do that because it having so many foreign agents in there that it doesn't recognize because those are chemicals that it don't recognize so what it does it stores it and it stores it in places where in, we get arthritis it stores it in our muscles and in our joints yeah. and it's when you cleanse and when you have regular massages and all of that that helps to eliminate so you're eliminating you have your lymphatic system so you're working towards your lymph nodes you're working towards your lymphatic system see your lymphatic system as your drainage system so you think about your sink when you're washing your way so what? You're not going to throw food down the thing because you're going to block it. <laughs> For too long, nothing is going and everything piling up. And you're thinking, why is my sink, why the water not going? Because you've been throwing dirt in, dirt in there, you've been throwing food that should have gone into the bin. So if you're eating stuff that is going to block everything up, where is it going to go? It has to go somewhere. Yes. It has to find an outlet. So it's either it comes out in your skin, um, in stress, you have skin breakout, um, lots of different ways. So detoxification is key. And when you talk about detox, no, you're not an alcoholic that you're going to have a detox or you um, quit smoking you are, or something. You are on drugs or something like that. Yeah. You're talking about cleansing your body out, cleansing your body and giving it the ability, giving your organs the ability to do the job that they are meant to do. Yes. See, and so for people who have weight loss, aspirations because you mentioned the kidneys and the liver they are also big drivers of your metabolism yeah. so if, if they're busy fighting all these foreign toxins it's not as busy working on your uh, uh, metabolizing body fat as well so that's mm -hmm. definitely a positive a positive side effect of doing a detox because people yeah. look at all the negatives like oh i gotta do a whole day of just fruits or a whole day of just drinking these these juices mm -hmm. or you know okay but you have to look at what you're going to be left with. You're going to be left with cells that are ready for nutrients. You're going to be left with organs ready to do what they're designed to do. And your metabolism is going to be at its highest possible rate for that moment till you put on some more muscle. But, but it's like, yeah, so you have to inconvenience yourself for three days so you can feel better. Yeah. You know, so you feel better. I was talking with someone the other day. It's, it's a different extreme, but it, it's still on the same path is her shoulder's been bothering her for months. And I keep telling her, have you got it checked? And she's like, no. She's like, she's, she's afraid of being told she'll, she'll need surgery. I said, so if you need surgery, and now I've had seven surgeries. So like, I, I speak very, very pro-surgery. Mm -hmm. So like, if you have the surgery, you'll be inconvenienced for maybe three to four weeks until you can actually move it and then maybe four to six months before you get full strength back. I said, and by you not taking action, you are just staying in pain forever. 
Yeah. I said, so just think about that. I said, when I first mentioned this to you six months ago, you could have got it done and been healed today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but today we're still having the same conversation because you're afraid of, ha- of being inconvenienced for the four months. So you'd rather be hurt for the entire year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's, it's just, it's just, um, ridiculous how we think but it's yes. things that have been pumped into us we see advertisement or someone might have said something so our brain our subconscious we we just take that in and, and that's how we roll with it but that's not what it is you know that's is things that have been fed to you but your body and your mind is telling you oh no that's not what we should do because most people think that you you speak out of your you say, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yes. Yeah, with the heart, man believe. Yes. Yeah. So you have to think about it. If you, 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 your, your, your soul, your soul, your intuitive, your intuition coming and it's telling you, it's putting you on the path, but you're ignoring it. But also the thing that I don't realize is that in detoxification, you get smoother and softer skin. Your skin looks healthier. You know, it's like you have a plant. It, if you don't give your plant sunshine and you don't feed it water, you don't give it some nutritional plant food, the soil, all of that helps to bring, give it the nutrients that it needs, that it brings forth. It's the same thing that we get with our fruits. If we, if we have things being picked too early and, 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 and sending to us in different colors, it's not going to taste right. It's not going to feel right because they have so much chemical sprayed on it. I mean, I, I love mangoes because I, I come from a country that have food of mangoes. When I go to the supermarket, I like to buy mangoes. And I bought this mango and I brought it home. It was still a little bit hard, so I left it to get ripe. By the time I cut into the mango, all the things that they spray that mango with... When I cut into the flesh, all that was in the mango. I couldn't eat it. I looked at it and I thought, I can't eat that. So I, I put it in the bin. So now I have to look at what mangoes I buy or when, because we don't know how long it's been on the shelf. Therefore, when they pick it, at least somebody was saying to me that they worked in a um, an avocado farm. Mm. And what they do is pick the avocado way, way, way early box them up in crates and they go and they spray them every time. So they keep spraying them constantly. Now by the time that avocado get to us, think about how much of that chemical they spray the skin with mm. and it gets into the the, 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 the the fruit on the inside. Yes. That's detrimental to us. It's the same thing. If we put in bad stuff on our skin or bad stuff in our body, it's going to affect us. And it's going to affect us not in a good way, in a negative way. And that's why as much as possible, if it's possible, and you could grow your own food. I know it's hard for us to do that and grow our own food, but maybe just plant one or two things that you can. Now, I, I, I wish I could get back to the Caribbean and go back into the garden because just being there for that short space of time reminded me how important it was to grow our own food. Love that. And and it's not even that it's hard. It just requires effort. Yeah. And and we live in a, in an age now where everything is easy. Easy. I mean, it, I'm in Rhode Island in the States. You're in the UK. Yet here we are. 
you know, all from a couple a couple of clicks of a button, right? Here we yeah. are, right? Everything yeah. is everything is just easy. Yeah. If this was 20 years ago, one of us would have had to book a flight, fly out somewhere, have a studio somewhere to have an in-person interview, <laughs> you know? And exactly. just like, like I was explaining to my kids the other day, they were asking me a question about something. And I said, hey, all of you guys have cell phones. I said, all of you guys Google stupid stuff. All of you guys go on YouTube and look at stupid stuff. So why are you coming to ask me this question when you have the answers right at your fingertips? Like you have all the information that you need in the world, right yeah. here, right here. And but and again, goes back to what I started this with. People love to complicate things. <laughs> yeah, well, you know? if you don't complicate it, then it's not going to be. Right. We have to complicate it. There's there is nothing. If we don't complicate it, then it can't be right. Yeah. It has to be complicated and it doesn't need to be complicated. Is you know, my grandmother always used to say to us, common sense. Um, no, book sense without common sense is no sense at all. Yes, yeah, you're right. So you can have all the book sense in the world and you have no common sense, but that's what is teaching us. Just have the book sense, just have book sense. Don't use your common sense. We're gonna mm -hmm. tell you what to do. We're gonna tell you what to eat. We're gonna tell you when to eat. And when you go to the supermarket, what is the first thing they put in front of you? Chocolate and biscuits and all these different things. So that's the yep. first thing you see. You don't really need it, but you're gonna grab it off the shelf. Then they're gonna then take you to the other things that they want you to get. So you have to, I remember when I was studying travel and tourism, and we had to go to the airports. Mm. So we had to understand colors, the different type of colors. Why do they have the different colors in an airport? And different colors serve for different purposes. Some people hate flying. So certain colors, as you walk into the airport, is to calm them. Mm. It's to bring that calm, serenity, stillness. Yeah. So they're getting them ready for their journey. So it is an experience. And you have to understand the whole experience. I mean, when I learned that, I thought, oh, my goodness, I never thought about it that way. But it's the same thing the, the supermarkets do. They use certain things to steer you in the direction what they want to get out of the store, what needs to, to come out, what they need to get rid of. Not that, so you get sidetracked from what you were heading for, and then you take up the things that you don't really need. And, you know, sometimes I go to the supermarket and all I can see in some people's um, heart is soda, pizza, everything from the freezer. There isn't anything green in there at all. So which exactly. means that they, nothing is cooked from scratch. Everything is cooked from either thrown in the oven or in the microwave. And that's their meal. But you have to mix it up. We are all busy. Nobody is not saying, no, you can't do that in a once in a while. But you have to think about, and when a child say, oh, no, I don't like peas. Why it is they don't like peas? Because it was never given to them. Yes. They never, eat, I don't like carrots. How do you know you don't like carrots? Well, I've never eaten it before. Yeah. Because it was never given to them. Oh, my child don't like this. Why? Why don't your child like, well, I've never given it to her before. So if you've never given it to her before, how do you know she doesn't like it? Yeah. So you go, going back, going back to when I first became a parent with my oldest son, you know, like I'd, I'd give him like once he started switch transferring the food, 
I started giving them, you know, like the bananas and the sweet potatoes and the apples and the apricots. And then I started giving them like the green bean. And he was like, spitting that stuff right back out. And he just wasn't wasn't feeling it. And even to this day, he's not a big fan of vegetables. With my with the other four kids, I did it the opposite and I gave them the veggies first. You know, before I gave them the sweet stuff, I'm, I'm talking like maybe a good solid couple months, just gave them the, the, the green beans and, and oh, all the carrots and all that yeah. stuff. And yeah. then once I started introducing the, the sweeter stuff, they still took the other stuff because that's what they were used to and they, they developed a taste for it. And all of all the other four now love vegetables. So I really think it, it goes all the way back that far yeah. to, when, to when the kids are first tra- transitioning to eating foods. It's yeah. what, what you give them. And, and as the parent, even now, I don't want to say never. I don't want to act like I'm a jerk, but like, I don't really ask them what they want. You know, and, and my, my oldest now is 22. So my second oldest is 19. I have an almost 15-year-old daughter and almost 13-year-old twin boys. And even at that age, people always tell, God, dinner at your house must be a nightmare. I said, no, they eat what I cook. <laughs> I was like, it's that simple. It's like, I don't go out of my way to make things they don't like, you know, mm-hmm. but but it's like they, they understand the balance. Like if we have chicken parmesan one day, then they know the next couple of days we're eating clean. You know, that if I yeah. order order a pizza one day, they know the next couple of days we're eating clean. So like they yeah. under, they understand the rotation. Yeah. You know, yeah. or like or if they want, say, uh ice cream sundaes or something. Okay, cool. Lunch and dinner is super clean. Then we're gonna go out for for ice cream. And and like those are those habits that I want them grow, growing up with, because it's harder to lose 50 pounds than it mm-hmm. is to just stay disciplined. Yeah. And, and it's not, not even just about the weight loss, but, but just like you were saying, all the other health things that, that go along with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's so important. And it, it's so, it's so important to train them when they're young. Yes. It's so important because when they grow older, they don't know anything about it. Yep. They don't know how to cope. They don't know if they don't have meat, they don't know how to cook without meat. You know, I have, I know someone, if she doesn't have meat, it's like, I have no food. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you have carrots. You have uh, all these different things you can eat. You have legumes. You, you know, you have all those different types of peas. You yeah. know, you have, you have your lentil and your split peas and your, your pigeon peas and all those different things. You have all the protein that you need. So the fact that you don't have chicken or whatever does not mean you cannot eat. doesn't mean you don't have food. You have food, but it's just that you haven't trained yourself to eat in that way. Exactly. If I don't have meat, I can eat. It doesn't I don't have to have meat. Yeah. I don't have to. I, I love fish, but if I have no fish, I can still eat. Yeah. You know, you 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 can make a nutritional meal with whatever you got in the fridge. You look and you see what it is. What I have. As you said, some people like you, you live close to the grocer and the grocer is much better than the supermarket, but we don't have any grocers anymore. We don't have that fresh food coming from the the soil anymore. Mm -hmm. We have the big supermarkets now. So it means that this, the tomatoes is not as sweet as it normally be Mm -hmm. from the grocer. You, You don't have that carrots coming from the ground as you know, that sort of thing. So you have got to make sure when you when you have those things, you utilize them. It's like we were away for Christmas and I had some tomatoes. So I got back and today I decided, okay, so I have some tomatoes that need 
using up. So I made a soup, tomatoes, and I put some um, sweet potatoes in there and season it up. So I don't have to just make a tomato soup. I can make my own combo soup and become, mm. become it becomes nutritious. So there are things we can do, but we often find it's too much work. Yes, so it's true. It's not quick and easy. It's not, as long as it's not quick and easy, I ain't doing it because that takes <laughs> too much work. That's too much. I have to peel this, I have to do this, I have to do that. Yeah. So it's, it's too much it's, work. It's so satisfying, though, just like anything else. Anything else that you put work into, it's mm -hmm. satisfying. Yeah. You know, it's like not even from, from a hunger standpoint, just be yeah. like, you know what? I did that. Yeah. You know, that, that, yeah. Goes, that goes with, with, with anything. Yeah. But uh, I told you this hour was gonna go by fast, so like, so quick, quickly, let's talk about about your about your business. Talk about how people can get in touch with you. Um, people can get in touch with me. I have a on um Instagram, Verna underscore Harry on Instagram. I also do a program called um, I have Lovey Refresh, and one of my passion is is that I want to work with not just with, with, with women, because I have been through um, sexual abuse and domestic abuse, and I want to work with women to help them overcome their trauma in that area. I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not going to pretend that I'm a psychologist. I just work from what I have learned, how I had developed, and if I had a program as one that I did, in, in this called um, Unstoppable Resilience, Three Powerful Practices to Take Your Power Back. And, you know, I have been doing some research. And when I think about how many women lose their life every year, over 50,000 50, women lose their life via either a boyfriend killing them or their husband killing them or um, family killing them. We have got to change things. And I want to work with women so that we can come together and we can help to empower one another. So you can find me on, on, um, on Instagram. And I have a link to there. You can look at that. And you can also look at lavierefresh.co.uk and you can find me there. So um, I know you're going to put those links up so yes. you can see that everywhere. And I look forward to seeing you and speaking with you. Awesome. You know, I think we should we should link link up after this because I do something very similar, just not with the food end. I do okay. it. I do it. Well, I, I should say not with the wellness end. But I do it on the storytelling end. Okay. You know, so yeah. taking taking whatever trauma that's happened to people and helping them process what happened, but more so take the teachable moments from what happened to them. Yes. Yeah. And that's and that's what my program is. So it's called Reflect. Um, I use it three three powerful practices: reflect, revitalize, and renew. Because that's how I felt led to do it because that's what I have practiced all my life, even with my therapeutic side, using the reflex. So on reflection, you want to reflect. And yes, it's going to be painful. Yes, you're going to uncover some stuff that you, you don't even want to go there. Because even me, in speaking about it, I am uncovering things that I didn't even think I could remember. But all those things are teachable moments and yes. is helping you to overcome. Because you are an overcomer. You just need to have somebody that would hold your hand and guide you through it. And it's, it's nothing better when somebody who have experienced it, who have gone through it and have come out on the exactly. other side, that can yeah. really help you because they understand the pain. They understand how 
how you will work through it. They understand that it's not going to be easy. So we work on reflect and then we go to revitalization. And once you finish your revitalization, we work on the renewal. But before we get there, I often talk about detoxification. So not just detoxifying your body, but detoxifying your mind. What is yes. the old stories you have been told? What were the things that they said about you? Oh, you could never make it. You could never do this. I had stories that told me I would never come to England. I would never be anything. And I came to England, yes, over her dead body. Actually, I did it because that's what those were her words. I left my marriage with 100 pounds. Um, with a hundred um, pounds and a suitcase. Wow. That's what I left. I left with a hundred, uh, at a hundred dollars and a suitcase. And you yeah. change it into pounds. So I came with a hundred pounds and a suitcase. Mm -hmm. And I started myself from scratch. So I left a fully furnished two bedroom apartment. He didn't bring anything. I had everything when I got married. So he gave me anything, but he decided that he wanted to beat me up and do certain things. And I decided I was not going to go mental. I was not going to end up in a sanitarium. And he was in the army. And I was not going to get killed because he was talking about bringing a gun at home. Ah. Why are you bringing a gun at home? For what? So I made a decision that none of those things were going to happen. And I flew millions of miles away and started all over again. And, you know, so you can start, even if you think you can't make it and you don't have enough, you can start, start where you are. And then what happened is that other people come into your life. So you need to be, you need to be, you need to know who is your circle of friends. So yes, I would love to work with you on that. Awesome. Sounds great. So unfortunately I have to jump on another call, yes. but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely connect again. Cause I think that, that we can both help, help each other with, yes. with that. No, because okay. it's, like, it's the same mission, similar approach, but yes. just from two different angles, you know? That's so I right. think, yeah, so I mean, it's all about, it's all about helping people overcome that. Because like where it's, where it hits home for me was like, I lost my father two years ago, just before COVID hit and he was in the Vietnam war. And so he was going through some PTSD stuff with mm -hmm. the, with the local VA yeah and just some of the things that he held on he was 78 years old so like he held on to these things for his entire life you know what i mean and it's like mm -hmm. you know i want i want to help people to like you can't change what happened but you can take what happened and extract and extract the teachable moments of how yeah. you came back from it now yeah. it's an inspirational story instead yeah. of just a story of being a victim Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and I don't say victim in a negative light, but just some, yeah. pe some people keep themselves in that pain, yeah. you know? So I, yeah. I created my program just to help them process what happened. You know, like I just worked with, 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 with a man who couldn't, who couldn't really deal with the loss of his mother from 35 years ago. <laughs> and so I had to help him unpack that baggage from three decades ago but we were able to get to, to get him through it mm -hmm. and it's part of his of, of his speech now you know he yeah. just, he, he's a speaker and a podcast host and just right. helping helping people i helped a woman tell her story of surviving mm -hmm. a stroke in her mid-30s mm -hmm. you know, like she, she didn't really know how to tie it in with her business so i spent yeah. time with her you know talking it through and just helping her see it's like boom right here that's the leaning moment of, of your story it's not the stroke it was this thing 
right yes. here. So yes. it's like <laughs> helping them find those powerful moments. Yeah. Like, and you can tell I like it because like I, I like up. Well, that's it. what yes, <laughs> your passion. When you yes. have something that you love and you enjoy, which yes. is helping people, that's uh, that's what you were meant to do. That was you were yes. called to do. To do something else is going to be totally, totally out of your comfort zone. Yes. And it's not about your comfort zone. It's about what what you are called to do. What's it? What's in here? What were you, What were you given? So we all were, we all have a path. We have a path to follow, and we all were given something to give to to bring to the world. And yes. that's what we are doing. We're doing what we love. Love this. Oh, this was awesome. Yeah. So I can't wait to link up with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna connect you with some of my other podcast friends too, so we can help help promote promote you and what you do as well. Okay, so, then thank you very much. I appreciate that. My my pleasure. All right. Thanks a lot for, for joining and uh we'll chat soon. Chat to you soon. Take care. All right, bye. God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, that was another awesome episode. So that was Vern. If you tuned in late, make sure you go back and watch the entire thing because we dropped a whole lot of knowledge on you about holistic, holistic. Look at this. See, that's the problem with the live feed with holistic health and taking care of your body and actually fueling your body with the right foods and adequate water. It can heal so many different things throughout your life, mentally and physically. So again, if you tune, tune in late, make sure you go back and get those teachable moments. I'm actually going to be back on Sunday this week. And apparently on my scheduler, I didn't block off Sundays and Sundays are booked between now and May. So I'll be back on Sundays for the next few months. Have yourselves a great day. Happy New Year. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Next time, shut up and 